0: we can get there tonight. If y'all are able to move up just a little bit. So it makes me feel like talking to you. I feel like there's like a huge mess Oh y'all okay. Oh y'all are great. That's too close. That's too I'm uncomfortable now. I gotta move back myself. I asked for it. I do. So where we're gonna be going tonight is in Romans. Romans chapter 8. So if you got your Bible, turn it on, open it. never can just chill with that music continually. Keep it, just keep it. Works for me. This is how I pray. I pray with like this kind of music in the background. So I'm like, it's, you know, it feels familiar to me. There's no like, it's not spiritual. It's just a bunch of heads, but it makes me feel nice and calm and relaxed. So in Romans chapter eight, we're getting there Romans chapter eight, verse 38. So this should be a very, very, very familiar passage for you. A very familiar passage. And so it says, starting in verse 38 of Romans 8, it says, For I am convinced. I'm convinced. I like Paul's. I like Paul's little little assumption here, his little his little statement. He's not going, he's not just going right into it. He says, I am convinced. He's convinced of this thought. He's convinced of, of this truth. His whole life is built around this. It says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future. Nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God, we just come to you tonight. God, and we thank you for your power. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you that you are here and that you are with us. God, and I just pray right now, God, that you would be the strength that we need tonight. God, that you would be the strength that we need to, to overcome, that you would be the strength that we need to walk in in freedom and in right relationship with you, God, that you would be the one that speaks to us, that you'd be the one that, that is, is reviving our souls and reviving our mind, Lord, that you would make a way, God, that you would make a way for us to walk right before you tonight, Lord, convinced that your love trumps everything. God, convinced that your love trumps difficulty and hardships, God, convinced that your love is is the one that overcomes the, the hardships of the enemy, God, that your love is what trumps even death, God, and we just yield ourselves to you in this moment, God, that you would speak to us, Lord, that you would speak to us divinely, Lord, that you would truly make your presence known in this room. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. So I want to ask you guys a question. Tonight, what we are talking about is spiritual distance. distance. It is unmasking your relationship with God tonight. We want to talk about it. We want to get real about it because for all of y'all, y'all should have been talking about the the recent things that have been transpiring in our nation, in our world, in your key groups. We're talking about Corona. We're talking about Rona. We're talking about Coco Roco, wherever you want to call her. She has been present, and she's been disruptive in our life. And so I want you to keep that situation in, in your mind, but I also want you to get a little bit more personal. And I want to ask you a question. Have you ever had a situation occur in your life that completely altered life as you know? Have you ever had a situation or an occurrence that happened? It could be positive. It could be absolutely negative that completely altered your life, that You are, that you look at it and you define your life as in before this and after this, before this situation, after this situation. This is something that came completely out of the blue, wasn't something that was expected, wasn't something that, that was projected, it wasn't even on your radar. Then all of a sudden it happens, something so unexpected that it seems to knock the wind out of your sails. Where you were going one way, you were coasting along and then all of a sudden something occurs and it seems like all of a sudden you have no momentum going through life. Maybe it's your parents' divorce. Maybe, maybe it is something that someone did to you that they shouldn't have done to you. Maybe it's even something that someone said about you that, that sit with you the wrong way. Maybe it's a, an injury that you had in a sport. Maybe it's a, an injury that kept you out of something. Maybe it's, it's something that was career-defining, or, or maybe in your sports career defining, or your theater career defining, your life career defining. Maybe it was even a, even a breakup. Something that was so defining for you that it took the wind out of your sails. I want you to take a moment, and I want you to hone in on that experience. We all know what it is. Maybe it's a death. Maybe it's a death of a family member. Maybe it's a, a loss. Maybe it's a promotion. Maybe it's something, the birth of your child. Maybe it's the—maybe it's something that, maybe the birth of a sibling, the the, 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 the remarrying of, of your parents. Something that is so defining. I want you to think on that. And I want you to keep that in your mind. Relate yourself. Connect into some of those emotions. We're getting psychological here. We're getting counseling here. Tap into those emotions. What were you feeling? For my life, I, I really do have a a an experience in my life that was literally before this and after this. Now I remember it was the very beginning of my spring semester um, of my sophomore year at Lee, and I remember Lee had I was full swing in Lee. I was almost halfway done my Lee experience, and um, life was just life. I was doing doing life, going to class, working multiple jobs. I was. Um, Traveling with the choir, I had friends, I, all of that, um, and I remember this particular morning. I woke up as normal, probably about eight, nine thirty, ten o'clock, because I didn't get up too early in, in college. You didn't need to, um, and I remember waking up, and I specifically remember I got up, I, I reached over, grabbed my phone, I, I was scrolling Vine for a little bit. Anybody remember what Vine is? That's the pre-TikTok. Um, and I was scrolling it because I wanted to, you know, get my day jump-started on something really good And I sat there and I I laid there trying to wake up watching vine I remember I took a few minutes and I was talking with my roommate um, And I was getting ready to head to the prayer chapel to to pray before I went to, to class and work Everything was normal. Everything was super chill given my whole life at that point wasn't completely normal and completely chill But I thought this was gonna be a day that was normal a day that was going to to continue on and, and just be how everything else was. But as I was getting ready in the morning, I remember getting into the shower and, you know, you're scrubbing up and you're doing all the – you're getting ready for the day. And all of a sudden, something broke. And I began to stop uncontrollably and fell to my knees in the shower. And I remember going, what the heck is this? I couldn't get myself together. I, I, I completely broke emotionally. There was a moment like I could not get myself together, and so it took it took a little bit. And mind you, like all of my roommates are like getting ready in the morning, like they're all going to the bathroom, brushing teeth, doing their hair, like getting ready to leave, and I'm sitting in the shower, just have coming apart, feeling like I'm literally coming apart. And so I get myself up and finally get to make it and get ready and go to the prayer chapel and it's just, it's just this heavy weight on on top of me. It was this, this heaviness and it was something I couldn't control. All that day I went to multiple classes, couldn't think, couldn't pay attention, couldn't focus, had no idea what was going on, didn't want to be there. All I could think about is I just want to be in my bed. What is going on with me? And what that moment was, was that was the beginning of what was basically an emotional breakdown life. And from that moment, that was very defining. It was, my life was pre quote unquote breakdown and post quote unquote breakdown. And that experience led me to a counselor's office at Lee University, filtering through some really deep stuff as a kid, parents divorced, so many, so many things that I was filtering through. But it became so defining that morning because that was the morning that I wasn't expecting. But everything changed. Everything changed for me. And you see, recently our world has hit such a, a roadblock. You think about life five months ago. We wouldn't be in this room right now. For life five months ago, we would have all been crammed into one spot. We probably would have been having more than 50 kids just chilling in one room. It would have been hot, it would have been sweaty, the air conditioner wouldn't have been able to hold all of us. But life has Something hit us and and took the the wind out of our sails. You think about going to the store, you would have been able to go to the store and not think a thing of it. Now you're wondering, okay, if I go there, where's my mask? Does this place require me to have a mask? What if I do wear the mask? What if I don't wear the mask? Is this place even open? I was at the mall today, wanted to go get Mo's, and I had a call and go, hey, are you guys dying in? Like, what do I do? And they're like, no, we're not even open. Like our life has altered so much. We spend most of our year in our household. And you know, these these moments completely shatter us. These moments become career-defining. Our church will always be marked as pre-corona and post-corona. Our world will always be marked as pre-corona and post-corona. Your spiritual life, in a lot of senses, will be marked pre-corona and post-corona. And you see, what in a psychology world, what we like to call these experiences is a trauma. These are traumatic experiences because you see, psychology defines trauma as um, a result of extraordinary stressful events that shatter your sense of security, making you feel hopeless and, and fearful in a dangerous world. Our world has experienced a trauma. A stress financially, a stress in our socioeconomics places, stress in our family, stress in our emotional life, stress in our mental life, stress in our education, stress in our churches, everywhere we've experienced the trauma. And I wanna ask you, how do you respond to trauma? Here's, Here's a couple examples, anxiety, fear, a sense of guilt, sadness or helplessness. Maybe you're experiencing insomnia, maybe you're having nightmares. Maybe you're constantly tired, you're fatigued. Maybe you're having difficulty concentrating in life. Maybe you're withdrawing from others. You see, all of us are having to respond in some of these ways. Let's just be honest, we can talk real. We are all we can talk real about current events and real about real situations and circumstances that are happening in our life, and we'd be stupid to think that it has not affected our spiritual life. We'd be stupid to think that, that Trauma affects everything but our spiritual life. And so tonight, we're not just talking about your spiritual distance. We're talking about not just a trauma that has occurred because of a pandemic. We're talking about how to overcome trauma in your everyday life. Because I hate to break it to you. You may have had multiple traumatic moments in your life, but guess what? It's not about to stop. You don't turn 18 and trauma stops. Unfortunately, some of us are going to go through job loss. We'll go through a massive breakup. We'll go through disappointment, fear, anxiety. We'll we'll go through our kids going through something. We, and trauma is a natural part of life. And we need to be on guard with our spiritual life because the only thing that heals us and keeps us from falling into the pit of of dark depression is is Christ. So for a lot of us right now, how we have responded to God and what your key group leaders should have been asking you and have been asking you is, what is your life? Let's reflect as we're in the midst of Corona. We're kind of getting our footing back together. We're trying to get our life back together. We see kind of more of a fuller scope. What has been the effect of Corona on your life? You see, Encounter was infected. Encounter really was affected. We went completely digital for several months. Encounter was affected. Let's look at the numbers here right now. We're not low because nobody likes Encounter anymore. We're low because some people are are afraid to come to church. We're low because some people need want to distance. We're low because some people are actually sick right now. We're low because there is pending tests for some people. And you see, we, we have to look at it and we have to, to take this moment and learn from it and reflect within it. What are some things that have that really failed you and how has it negatively reflected your relationship? Some of y'all hadn't walked into the doors of a church in three months. Some of y'all never logged on to a live stream. And I'd be ignorant to think that some of y'all did that to think that some of y'all didn't open your Bibles. We all know some of y'all didn't pray. Hindsight is 2020. We wish that we could change it and fix it, but guess what? We were going through a trauma. We were going through a traumatic experience. We were working towards self-preservation. And now that we kind of got our footing, we need to reassess and look at ourselves. Look at ourselves and where we're at. What were the negative things? Maybe what was the positive things? Some of y'all were a part of the encounter services. Maybe you were giving a minute devotion. That stretched you to open your Bible, listen to what the Lord is saying, trying to find the scripture. That was, that's a positive you were able to gain and, and grow some insight in how to, to look at scripture, how to formulate it, how to apply it to your life. Some of y'all learned and stepped up and how, in how to film and, and how to lead worship when, when there's not even a room of anyone there, lead worship in faith, leading worship at, to an audience of several thousand people that would watch our videos that you don't even get to see. And we're not even sure if they would have watched. You learned how to, to worship when it doesn't make sense, and to worship in the face of something that is not there. So we look at that. What are the positives and the negatives? And we've got to go, where am I at right now? Because I know that, I know what Corona was for me. Corona, in a lot of senses, was super healing. It was, a, it was like a fast track to healing. I mentioned it in our key group. That we our church was on the path of doing multiple youth, We were about to do youth trips We were about to do Easter We were about to do Mom's Day We were about to do Father's Day We were about to, about to do the world We were about to do everything Our calendar was booked And all of a sudden everything faded away And where I was at March I was in no place I was not ready I was not ready to, to face what we were about to face If the church calendar continued but I know some of us, for, so for me, there was a sense of healing, there was a sense of purpose, there was a sense of, of destiny within myself, but I know for some of us it wasn't that great. I've heard stories of, of people who really are questioning their faith, going, I don't know where my walk is with God anymore, I don't know where God is, I feel so far away from God, and, and you know, we have to make a point to change. it. We're at this point of where we need to make this decision again that we are no longer going to spiritually distance ourselves from God. We may have to social distance. I may have to, to keep a mask on with, with, with everybody else. But guess what? I, don't, I can't afford to spiritually distance away from God. I can't afford to socially distance away from God. I can't afford to wear my mask when I'm talking to God. We need to find ourselves and and recalculate ourselves and recalibrate ourselves to get to this place of going, okay, God, I know what I've lost. I know what, what was negative and what's positive, but God, I want to grow my spiritual life again because I do recognize that I have spiritually distanced myself from you. And so real simple, I don't wanna, I'd rather do rather than talk tonight, but and we'll get there. But I wanna give you pointers. right now, how to deal with the traumatic experience, how to deal with trauma in your life later down the road. This isn't just related to what we're facing right now, but this is related to everything that you've gone through before. This is related to everything that you're going to go through. How do we overcome traumatic experiences? Number one, we need to know that God sees it all and can handle it all. God sees it all and can you see, what I'm really struck by, what I'm, what I'm really struck by in this is that, and one of the questions, last question that you should have been asked in your key groups is, what could God have been teaching us through this experience? Because if we believe God is who he is, we believe that he has foreknowledge, he has previous knowledge, he has all knowledge, he has all awareness, nothing catches him by surprise that either, everything in, in creation is either God allowed or God ordained. So this, this experience, our whole world, is not surprised, has not caught God by surprise by any means, and if it has been done and has been either created or allowed by God, then obviously there's a purpose. There's obviously a purpose within it. So I want you to look at your specific trauma in life. What is it? Maybe God's not the one that did it, but maybe he allowed the enemy to do it to to test you to grow you, to strengthen you. Maybe it was something that God had allowed. What is it that God could be teaching you through this season? What is it that God could have taught you through that breakup? What God could have taught you through that death? What God could have taught you through that thing that happened to you that shouldn't have happened to you? What could have happened? What what did God teach you through that experience in your life? For me, I remember that what God taught me through that that breakthrough is that I am not dependent on somebody else for affirmation. All I am is dependent on God for affirmation. What God taught me through my, my breaking point, my before, my after, is that I'm not dependent on somebody else. I'm dependent on God. What it also taught me is that there's a strength within me from the Holy Spirit to endure hardships. What it also taught me that is that in Christ, I am not a victim, but I'm a victor. What it taught me is that community is, by, is the way that God heals. Rather than always living in isolation What has God taught you through your experience Your traumatic experience in life Your defining moments in life What are some things that God could be drawing You see, Revelations 1.13-15 says The hair on his head was like white, like wool As white as snow And his eyes were like blazing fire And his feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace You see, what 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 the Bible, what Revelation is being described as, as Jesus is describing uh, himself, as, as Peter is seeing him in a vision, he notices that God's eyes were like a blazing fire. What does that say? It burns away everything that is there. It sees through every facade. It sees through everything that is built up, your kingdom, your walls. His eyes burn right through. It burns right through your fakeness. It burns right through your phoniness. It burns right through our government's fakeness, our government's phoniness. It, it burns through through everything. He sees everything as it truly is. And it says, and his feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. What does that mean that God's foot is able to trample? over God sees everything that is happening in your life. And he has the victory over it already. So when we face something hard, when we face something difficult, when we when we face a pandemic, when we face an individual personal trauma, we can start off. Our foundation can be God knows what is going on, and He has supreme authority over. Maybe your trauma is self-inflicted. Maybe it is your sin that you feel so traumatized by. Maybe it's that sin that you feel is before Christ and after Christ, that, that thing that defines your before and after. Maybe it's that sin. Well, guess what? we got to revert back to our Romans 8, and it says, For I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons nor present nor future nor any power, not height nor depth, not anything of creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. We can rest and know that God knows everything, and yet He still chooses to love us. And in His love, He will trample every one of our enemies. How do you overcome trauma? How do you overcome difficulty? Simply, how do we recover from this? It's to know that God sees everything, and guess what? He can handle it. He can handle it. Second, how do we recover from difficulty and hardship? By community. James 5.16, one of my favorite, one of my favorite verses in all the Bible says, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayers of a righteous person has great power as it is working. What I love about this passage and and the context before and after, it's talking about when we are sick, when we are spiritually sick, when we are physically sick. Guess what? Call the people in the church. Call your brother and sister. Call your your friends in the youth group. Call your youth leader and have them pray. Guess what? You're going through hardships. You're going through struggle. You find yourself in sin. You find yourself in difficulty. Guess what? Tell your sins to one another. Confess it to one another. And get prayer. Don't just confess it and don't pray. Don't confess it and not leave without prayer. Don't pray about it and don't confess it. In order for you to truly be healed, you need to confess and you also need to pray. And you need to do it within community. How do we overcome difficulty? It is by community. I'll be, I'll be transparent. The, the hardship of, of moving to Livonia that I that I have been experiencing is the difficulty of, of feeling being fed spiritually life. Like these moments where y'all get to, to sit and enjoy the word, guess what? i got to give the word. Those moments like our, our worship team gets it. And in the, in the times where y'all get to enjoy worship, guess what? They are leading worship. And I know y'all may not have the, the understanding of it, but if you know anything about leading worship, your mind is, is, you're trying to have your mind on the Lord all the time, but you're also going what is that janky noise coming out the, the sound system? Who, why is that person so low? Why is that person, where are we about to go? What's the Lord speaking? Why is that person making that face? Why can't they stand? Why can't they clap their hands? What's wrong with these people? This is the process that you're experiencing when you're leading. When you're preaching, you're like, oh my gosh, Zach just fell asleep on the front row. I'm like You're going, what? There's a million things that is occurring through your mind. And what I've I've had to to come to that recognition is I've had to to text some of my friends, uh, my my core group of friends, who are all in ministry as well and who are all doing different things, and they're in that same predicament. And I said to them, like, hey, are y'all, like, struggling? Just feeling the, the, the idea of wanting to feel and needing to feel connected. A lot of us don't feel connected with people anymore because we've just been spending our whole time in, in our houses. And when we do connect with one another, it's basically through a digital platform. So we don't have that tangibility. I don't have that tangibility to see John Eric and, and put my hand on his shoulder. I don't have the ability to, to see Marley and to experience the warmth of her eyes. Or Well, all that everything is is just so cold. We feel a lack of connection. And so when I, I reached out to them and I said, guys, I, I, I don't know if you're feeling this way. I'd imagine you are. But why don't we just get together once every other week on a Monday night at 8 o'clock and let's just have a Zoom call where we either go through a sermon series, where we either go through a book, where we go through a Bible study, whatever, where none of us are leading it. We're not facilitating it. We're just talking as if we were in the room together all getting naturally. It is by community that we find ourselves healed. When we are spiritually weak, Jesus doesn't say, hey, go go find the next self-help book. Hey, go sit by yourself for a little bit. What he says is run to community, run to the people of God. Do you feel spiritually weak tonight? Do you feel spiritually worn out tonight? Well, guess what? Run to the community of faith. Because when you confess and when you receive prayer, guess what? That's where you find your healing. That's where your healing is found And when you know what you know When you know that God sees it all And can handle it all And you find yourself rooted in community The last thing you need to do to recover Is to put on the full armor of God Ephesians six ten to 18 says Finally be strong in the Lord And in his mighty power Put on the full armor of God So that you can take stand Against the devil's schemes For our struggle is not against flesh and blood it's not against rulers or authority. It's not against powers of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. How powerful. That's not, our, that's not what we're going through. But it's therefore the, that we're going through the, the struggle of the, the spiritual realm. But it says, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, and guess what? Every day feels like the day of evil. You may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then. With what? The belt of truth Buckle around your waist With the breastplate of righteousness in place And with your feet fitted with the readiness That comes from the gospel of peace In addition to all of this Take up your shield of faith Which you can extinguish all the fiery arrows Of the evil one Take on the helmet of salvation And the sword of the spirit Which is the word of God And pray in the spirit on all occasions With all kinds of prayers and requests With this in mind Be alert and always keeping on prayer For the Lord's people When you've rooted yourself in community, when you've rooted yourself in the recognition, the reality of who God is, guess what? The only other thing you can do is make sure that you are putting on the armor of God, which is spiritual discipline you are not going to overcome trauma you're not going to you're not going to be able to find yourself on the other end and find true healing until you have decided that you are going to put on the armor of God that you are going to read your word that you are going to pray that you are going to have the gospel of peace that that are on your um that are on your feet that you are going to put on the helmet of salvation that's going to protect your thinking that you're gonna have the sword of the spirit in your your arsenal, which is the word of God, that you are gonna pray in the spirit on all occasions. You cannot overcome just by somebody else praying for you and just having a knowledge. There has to be some action, there has to be some digging. You have to have the ability to be spiritually disciplined. So if you find yourself spiritually distanced from God tonight, putting on your mask to protect yourself from God, Recognize that he loves you so much that he sees you. And what he sees, he loves you for. And that when he sees it and he sees your difficulty and your hardships, he sees your mess, he sees your brokenness, guess what? He can handle it. And then build yourself, root yourself in the community of faith. And after you've done that, guess what? Seek the Lord. Do the hard thing. Do the hard thing. Put on the armor of God. Seek the Lord in your midst. And guess what? We'd be healed. How do we overcome the trauma of life? It's with God and it's with one another. Why do you think time, corona, like, was so hard for a lot of us spiritually? Guess what? Because we were not rooted in community. We may have been talking to one another, but some of us failed to really be connected into community with one another. So guess what? We found ourselves on our own little island. We found ourselves on our own little island, and in the words of Drake, we got a signal. And we were there all alone. And guess what? We continued... To, to fail to seek the Lord And guess what, we went farther and farther and farther away from God And farther and farther away from people So that's why these moments are so hard That's why it's so hard to come here and feel engaged in worship Because guess what, we are out of the rhythm of doing it. Why is it so hard to, to, in your own in time, read the word and be praying Guess what, because we found ourselves out of the rhythm of doing it Why is it so hard for us to pay attention to the word Guess what, because we are out of the rhythm of doing it but in order for us to walk healed and be healed, guess what? We've got to re-enter. we got to take off our mask. And we got to fill in the distance that we've created between us and God. And that's where we're going to find our freedom again. It's okay. It's okay that we lost momentum. It's okay that, that normally this probably would have been a room full of 50 to 60 people. It's okay that we're here. It's okay. It's okay that it's a struggle. It's okay. It's difficulty. It's okay in life when the wind gets caught out of your sails. It's okay when you hit a roadblock. But what this allows us to do, if we're willing to do the work, if we're willing to heal, if we're willing to to root back ourselves into community, and we're willing to to be spiritually disciplined, guess what? We're going to start a new momentum. And if I know anything, if I know anything about God, God is not stupid. God is not dumb. He doesn't go, oh, I did that. I should not have done that. What God does is he goes, you know what? I'm going to use this as an opportunity to stop them dead in their tracks. I'm going to give it freshly. I'm going to give it a fresh perspective. I'm going to give it a, a fresh momentum that they're going to need to walk in what they're about to walk into. But it doesn't happen when all we do is live in our trauma. The one thing I'll close with this idea: a lot of us, so it's, it is so easy. And this, I'm not just talking about right now. I wish you would do it right now, dear God. I need you to pray. I need you to read. your – Dear God, I need it because I can't do it myself. I don't. I'm just, as, I'm just as momentumless as y'all. I need y'all to help me. Don't help me. Don't make me do this by myself because I don't want to do it. And it's not going to be good if I do it by myself. I need y'all. I'd be frustrated i'm getting so excited getting hyped up in the lord and y'all just sitting there dead but in life in life you have to recognize that hard things come but you have to do the hard thing to overcome it and we're at that place i'm one of those people i've been through a lot of my life i've gone through a lot of counseling in my life i've gone through a lot of talking in my through a lot of having to go through a lot of healing in my life and so one of my lack of empathies is for people that have gone through things and just want to sit and wallow in their mess and wallow in their trauma like i got time for you i got time for it but what god wants us to do when things are hard and we we sit here like if all of us just here to say, you know what i'm going to do it guess what we're going to have a momentum that's going to create a momentum that's going to lead us to do something that god wants to do in our midst God has a plan. God has had a plan the entire time. He knew what he was doing. He knew our momentum was leading us somewhere else. And guess what? Maybe our momentum was leading us to something good. But God's going, you know what? I got something great. So let me stop the momentum and let's create another momentum going somewhere else. And so I want us to take a moment and to gain momentum. And we can only gain momentum when you decide to gain momentum. So what I would like you to do is if you will take a moment and you will stand up with What I would like you to do is, if you're willing, I'd like you to take a moment and reconnect yourself with the Lord. Whether you got to go, God, I'm sorry. Whether you got to repent, He ain't mad about. If you got to say, God, I'm sorry, never talk, I haven't talked to you in three months. Like, He ain't mad. God, I'm sorry, I haven't read the Bible in like five months. Like, He like have did it, but okay, I love you. Like, it's gonna be gonna smack you across the face. So, might as well just say, God, help me. And so, what I want you to do is, I want you to take a minute, and I want you to reconnect yourself with the Lord. Say, God, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at in my life. I have spiritually distance from you, I've kept my mask on, not wanting to get in contact with you. God, help me. Help me to close the gap. Help me to close the distance. Help me to take off this mask. And so, what I want you to do, and this is gonna be twofold, and, and if you're comfortable not comfortable, it's up, to you. it's up to you. It really is up to you. But what I would like you to do is I want you to find a place. We're going to take a couple minutes. We're not going to have to do it long. Some of y'all can't pray more than 10 minutes. I can't pray no more than 10 minutes right now. I could just a little throw up prayers. But what I want y'all to do is I want you to take some time and connect with the Lord. And what I want you to do after that, if you're comfortable and the person, other person are comfortable, I want you to connect in the Lord with someone else. I want you to connect in the Lord with another person. And just pray with one another. I don't know about you but i have missed being able to pray with people in person and we'll do it safely we'll do it real safely here's what we'll do if you're going to pray with someone just just put your hand on their back and just like like this don't, don't go like face to face or like keep your faces kind of like we'll keep each other safe we'll keep each other safe as best as we can and then when we're done we'll hand sanitize we'll do all of that it'll be okay um and if you're not comfortable with that that's okay did, like put your foot on I don't care. But what I want us to do is I want us to connect in some capacity with one another. And so as Deborah or Jake or God, I don't know who's going to, turns up the music a little bit. Uh, what if God did that? I mean, praise the Lord, he did it. Um, I want y'all to take a minute and connect with the Lord. And when you're finished connecting with the Lord, as an individual, I want you to connect with the Lord with one another. However, that's got a You may not have to contact with one another, but I want you to make an intentional decision to connect with one another. So feel free to go do.